Welcome to Portal to Ascension Radio. Together we will embark on a journey of awakening and exploration. I'm your host and the founder of Portal to Ascension, Neil Gore. Since 2008, we have been dedicated to providing a stream of awareness on a range of empowering and consciousness-raising topics. Through our events, webinars, conferences, retreats, and workshops, we bring together a community of researchers, spiritualists, archaeologists, consciousness explorers, and other experts who share their knowledge and insights. Our platform serves as a resource for discovering the ancient origins of humanity, unraveling the truth of the extraterrestrial presence, holistic wellness, exposing hidden truths, and expanding our awareness beyond the third dimension. On our YouTube channel, you will find full-length presentations and interviews that dive deeper into all you experience on this podcast. Search for Portal to Ascension on YouTube. On Portal to Ascension Radio, we feature captivating discussions, interviews, and presentations. Our guests are all featured on our website, portaltoascension.org, where you can sign up to receive free access to hundreds of presentations covering that diverse awareness we explore. Portal to Ascension Radio is here to guide you on this extraordinary quest as we shift into the next octave of existence. We appreciate and love you. Let's get into today's discussion. The Ufology World Congress, the world's most important UFO Congress, arrives in Mexico City with the historic presentation of the most important scientist of our times, Dr. Michio Kaku. On December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, 2023, at Expo Santa Fe, tickets are already on sale on the official website, www.theufologyworldcongress.com.mx, produced by We Are Love. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. This is Neil with Portal to Ascension. So happy to be here with you all, and I'm happy, excited, because... I just have a new platform that I'm using. I'm using StreamYard. And that was the first time I ever used the countdown and the video in the beginning like that. And I'm pretty excited because I'm a tech nerd and it worked out perfectly. So I'm going to be doing, instead of going through Zoom and directly just coming on here, I'm going to be using StreamYard and doing full-on production kind of style in the moment here. Um, and yeah, that was pretty cool. I felt it was cool anyway. So hello, everybody. Good to be here with you all. Again, my name is Neil. And today we're going to be going into what is the fourth dimension and how to transcend it. One of my really, um, I have a lot of favorite topics really, but one of the topics that I really love to speak about and philosophize about, communicate with people, have discussions with my friends about, and we're going to go into what some of these possibilities are. And I'll tell you why I'm going to do that in a moment. First of all, I want to welcome everybody, not only on the YouTube I do encourage you to please chat and engage because um, just having that kind of interaction is just so exciting for me. So please do engage in this. Let me know your thoughts, what's coming up for you, what you um, might not agree with, what you agree with. And then also to hello to everybody on the podcast, Portal to Ascension podcast, Portal to Ascension radio on all podcasts, all the major ones at least, and some of the minor ones, platforms, you can go ahead and tune in there. For all of you who are new to Portal to Ascension or have not subscribed, please do head, go ahead and subscribe, like, share, help us out, get this information out. Um, lately, um, YouTube actually, actually, let me reword this just so that I don't get flagged here. The platform that we're currently on took down two videos that were on the truth about the food supply that I did a few years ago. Uh, one was an eight-hour conference basically breaking down 
big pharma, agriculture, the food supply. And they've kind of been, they took two down in the last week. So um, really your support will be greatly appreciated because we've been kind of taking a huge hit for the content that we've come out with. So again, for everybody joining in, hello. Go ahead and say hi in the chat room if you'd like to. Say hello. Um, everybody's tuning in on the podcast. I am going to be showing visuals. I'm going to have a PowerPoint presentation. I'm going to be reading some articles. But ultimately, I'm going to read everything off. You don't need to come and watch the video. But if you're interested in it, go to youtube.com slash portal to ascension and take a look at the video there. So before we get into what is the fourth dimension, I want to let you know, in about three hours from now, three hours from now, which is um, 5 p.m. London time, which is where I'm at, 9 a.m. Pacific time, we have a conference coming up called Astral Travel Remote Viewing and Out-of-Body Experiences Conference, okay? And I'll show you that towards the end. So please stick around for the whole um, show if you're able to. I'll show you that towards the end. And that one's going to be Remote Viewing Techniques. It's an eight-hour conference, guys, with unlimited replay access. Remote viewing techniques, astral travel, and people's stories of astral traveling to other planets and dimensions, and out-of-body experiences, what kind of experiences people have gained through being out of their body. Uh, it's going to be extremely interesting. Welcome, Deidre, from Portland. Thank you so much for saying hi. City of Roses, much love and light to you as well. And over the next few, few um, weeks, months, years even, I am going to be going live and dropping information and knowledge that I'm really interested in that I love to speak about. Um, and here are just just showing you the YouTube channel here. You know, as you can see today, where what is the fourth dimension? In um, next week, we're doing the UFO files release, declassified documents. Actually, that's tomorrow. So tomorrow we're going to be going over UFO files, declassified documents, going through them with a fine tooth comb, looking at what's being said there, and kind of seeing like what does this really mean. Then after that, next week, deciphering history. Could these ancient um, artworks be UFOs? We're going to do an art show, guys, with ancient art on UFOs that could be um, other dimensional extraterrestrial beings. Then I'm going live again a few days later on information that Dolores Cannon spoke about, not only on our platform years ago, but in her books about nuclear energy and how it connects to extraterrestrials and the incarnation process. Then you can see some other ones there, not to go through all of them. Divine Polarity is coming up on the 29th. The UFO Truth updates on UFO disclosures coming out after that. Then we have two events with Tim Tactics, who uh, has a show on Gaia TV, and he's going to be coming um, a couple times to talk about the German space program. Okay, So we have a lot of amazing things in store. This is something I've been attempting to do for quite a few years now, is to have some time to really just start going live because we're so busy creating events. We just got done with a whole year in a whole year, no, a whole month in Egypt, 200 people tour, two different tours there. So it's been really busy and I'm finally here now grounded in my apartment in London. So we get an opportunity to dive deep today. Okay, so let's get right into it, shall we? I'm gonna go ahead and pull up my presentation. This presentation that we're tuning into right now is actually from a larger presentation called Galactic Origins, Dimensions, and Black Holes, right? It's a huge presentation. The whole presentation is on YouTube. 
also on portaltoascension.org. Go to portaltoascension.org and you can sign up and you get hundreds of hours of free presentations if you want to tune into that. And here is the website there. And you can watch the whole thing there. However, this is actually an extended version because I added some content to this so that we could go deeper into the fourth dimension. Deeper into the fourth dimension, pun intended. So dimensions, everybody. You can see here an image in front of you that we're going to get into in a little bit. One dimension, what one dimension looks like, two dimensions, and three dimensions. But on the second image, on the third image, because one, two, and three, all the way to the right here on the three dimensions one, that is actually a symbol of the fourth dimension. And we're going to explain how that is in just a second. So first of all, when we speak about dimensions, it's important to note that the term lowest, right? This is my own belief uh, based on the Yuga cycle awareness, which is another broadcast I'll do later, which is going to be on the cycles of time, the Yuga cycles, the four ages, and how that connects to the shift in consciousness. The term lowest is a human construct. When we speak of hierarchy within dimensions as one being better, being better than the other. So it's unfortunate. Now we look at fifth dimension, sixth dimension, seven dimensions. When we look at that, we think of hierarchy. We think of better than. We think of more evolved, right? But in the grand scheme of the experiences that we all came to experience here, um, the hierarchy is only a construct of our human mentality. We see things as one above another. But when you're in these other dimensions and experiencing them, the question is, do you see other dimensional experiences lower than you as lower as lesser than, or is that more of a human construct? So when we talk about dimensions higher and lower, I like to say harmonic and disharmonic experiences rather than the hierarchy. Also, higher frequency is not always as descriptive phrase when describing this. I prefer to call dimensions a dimension of experience because that's a neutral term. The third dimension is what? Length, width, and height. A dimension that adds solidity to two-dimensional experience. And the fourth dimension, what could that be? Could it be time? Right? A lot of individuals, a lot of people believe it is time. And, you know, that is kind of where I'm at too. But I think it's multiple realities converged into that, including time. So look down at the bottom here at this, um, this graph. And we're going to speak about how this is fourth dimensional right here. So I, I, as I said just a second ago, we have length, width, and height. And over here, we have length, width, which says breadth here, and height, the three dimensions. But then within the three dimensions, there is also an object that is placed within that. The object placed within three dimensions equals the fourth dimension. So... We're not just the three dimensions. The fourth dimension is almost unspoken because without an object placed within those three dimensions, there is no fourth dimensional experience. There's three dimensions, there's breadth, uh, length, width, and height, but there is no actual experience of us moving through the three dimensions. So the fourth dimension is the placement of an object, of a physical being, of whatever that is moving through space and time, moving through this. A few theories out there about what the fourth dimension is. Time it was the first one we just spoke about. So this was developed by Albert Einstein, you know, and really it's got to be said that even though he came up with this, it's really a revival of ancient wisdom 
that he's we're just now rediscovering because the ancients have their own theories and beliefs around this as well. And in this theory, what is called spatial relativity, time is considered the fourth dimension. In this theory, space and time are unified into a four-dimensional space-time. Mathematic in the mathematics, fourth dimension is often considered a spatial dimension. Here we go again, but it exists beyond our three-dimensional physical reality. Okay, so even within these two different physics and math, um, they're both specifically saying that it's a spatial dimension. And if we look back at this image here, that is a spatial dimension, an object in space. That is what that is. <clears throat> string theory, <clears throat> like string theory, proposed the existence of an extra spatial dimension beyond the three we're familiar with. These extra dimensions could explain certain phenomena, but they're often difficult to visualize or directly observe. So another one. So all three of these so far are all saying similar things, right? And then we have the parallel universe. In some interpretations of theoretical physics, the fourth dimension is associated with the idea of parallel universe or alternate realities. And I'm going to add to that and say maybe a gateway or a portal to parallel realities and alternative realities. And, of course, the one that we care about the most, spiritual and philosophical dimensions. The fourth dimension can be viewed as a realm beyond the physical, where consciousness, spirituality, or higher states of existence reside. It is often considered a dimension of experience or perception that transcends our third-dimensional world. And time travel, which is also going to be its own broadcast, we'll do a whole 30-minute video specifically on time travel. An individual may move through time as if it was a spatial dimension, allowing them to visit the past or future. Let's go back to this image here. So if this is the fourth dimension and we're able to move through fourth dimensions to other three-dimensional realities, could we be, in essence, jumping parallel realities, alternative realities, or even time traveling? Uh, going deeper into the spiritual awareness here. A lot of people, the reason why, let me just take a pause, step back real quick and tell you why I'm doing this presentation. So I don't know if you guys have had this experience or these conversations, but a lot of you tuning in here probably are aware of the fifth dimension, right? Um, we're ascending to the fifth dimension is what's been said by a lot of people, okay? I'm going to go back to the screen here and take a look what's going on. Says that a lot of people say that we're moving into the fifth dimension. Yeah. And we're in the third dimension now. So we're moving into the fifth. And individuals along my journey of awakening to this information have said to me, well, what about the fourth dimension? Or have really been um, hesitant to even use the term fifth dimension, believing that it's limiting or that, that it was just some made up concept. And we're not moving into the fifth because why are we skipping the fourth? So the purpose of this broadcast is to show you that there is actually um, that we're living in the fourth dimension, right? To show you my belief, I guess, that we are in the fourth dimension. So the reason why the fourth dimension is skipped, and again, we'll get this, to this in the slides, is because we're currently in the fourth dimension. You may have read the law of one or heard about it. You may have heard about densities, right? A lot of different um, spiritualists talk about densities. The third density is where we're at. The third density is the fourth dimension. The fourth density is the fifth dimension. The fifth density is the sixth dimension. So the term dimension and density got interchanged. 
And we really are in the third density of experience, but that is actually a fourth dimensional reality. And Deidre is saying here, are there 12, 10 or 12 dimensions? Everyone says something different. It seems so confusing. We'll do a whole broadcast on, on the 13 dimensions. So there's just so much. There's dimensions within dimensions. There's parallel dimensions. There's alternative dimensions. There's um, there's um, the dimensions of spiritual experiences. There's all types of different ways. And those terms get interchanged, right? So for us to come up with a concise of how many dimensions there are may even still be a limitation. So with that being said, I feel that there are 13 dimensions of experience within our construct of this matrix that we're within. 13 different ones that is within this matrix. It's basically like in a very advanced computer program that has 13 levels to it, okay? And But the whole time you transcend to those other levels, ETs, interdimensional, ghost realm, going to this planet, astral traveling, you're still within the same program. And then when you get to the 12th dimension, you go into the 13th dimension, which is the void. The void, the center of our black hole and the center of our galaxy. It's almost like, you know, at the end of every single game, you meet the big boss and you have to conquer the boss, which is the shadow work. The shadow work. You need to conquer the shadow work or uh, or face the shadow work in order to um, transcend that reality and that dimension so you can go ahead and go into the next level of experience. And so we go to 12 of those, right? Take our time to get there. And then ultimately we go into the 13th dimension, which is a dimension of no dimensions, which is the void. So it's like the central sun, the black hole, the supermassive black hole in the center of our galaxy is the prize. And what happens when we enter that and we transcend into the 13th dimensional void space, we break free from the construct of the matrix that was created here and we go into another experience. We decide to come back again. We go to another reality, galaxy. We rejoin our oversoul self. You name it, what, what the possibilities are. Now, even though I'm saying that these 13 dimensions are matrix dimensions within the construct, right? Because the 13th dimension is the Christ consciousness dimension. So we transcend by going into the Christ consciousness dimension. It doesn't mean that they're limitation dimensions. It doesn't mean that we're in control, manipulation, and all this stuff. It's basically a construct in which right now we're in the age of forgetfulness. We don't remember who we are. We're in these lower frequencies. We're living disharmonically. But even within the same, let's just say, computer game that's been created, right, for our experience, there's levels of liberation that you can achieve and go to and transcend reality and have bigger experiences and go out into space, interact with different types of beings. But in each of those realities, there is still some sort of duality. Duality within these lower dimensional frequencies only has come to good and evil now. Good and evil was an ultimate beautiful polarity of the masculine feminine energies. It descended, 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 became so split, became so divided, it eventually became into good and evil and this huge war that's been going on on our planet. As we transcend, we still have duality. We still have challenges. They're not the same challenges as here, but we still have that boss at the end of the incarnational experience that we need to beat, right? For lack of a better term, so that we can get into this, um, into 
breaking free from this game that we created for ourselves and then have another experience and clock in those experiences with the universe. All right, back to the presentation. So could it be an astral dimension? And, you know, things work out so synchronistically, guys. Like, we're doing an astral travel remote viewing and out-of-body experience conference right after this. And I didn't even realize that I set up this specific event, which, which is perfectly in alignment with that topic, two hours before we go live. And that, you can go to portaltoascension.org. You can sign up there. And for everybody who's watching this after the those events, it's evergreen event. You can watch it forever. And you can sign up, you know, even though the date is over. Could it be an astral travel? Could it be a could it be an astral dimension or an afterlife? Some people say it's an afterlife, the fourth dimension. Life between lives where apparitions exist. Could it even be purgatory in between you know, heaven and earth? Physicists consider it space-time, making meaning a spatial dimension beyond the normal three. And new studies have dedicated this dimension by studying black holes. So by the observation and the studying of black holes, we're able to perceive the fourth dimension. Well, why is that? Black holes have an, a, a huge level of mass, right? And what does it do to space-time around it? It bends space-time. So as space-time is bending, right, the fourth dimension is not just time. It's the combination of space and time together. It unifies space and time. So by having an infinite mass, having a sun, having a black hole, create this huge amount of um, uh, mass in one area, we bend space-time and we're able to see how the fourth dimension exists. This is an article from a news channel because research is coming out about all of this these days. Scientists have confirmed the existence of a fourth dimension that Albert Einstein once predicted but could never prove. It is the biggest physics discovery in 50 years and changed the way we view the universe. Einstein got it right, said this guy, who has worked on research at RIT. Now we're going to get into some of the mathematics here and the, and the geometry of the fourth dimension. So... This is, um, I'm going to show you this, read a little bit from this, and then go into another article here that kind of explains it a little more. So there is something called a tesseract. And you might have heard from Pythagoras. Pythagoras was huge into the tesseract. And the reason why is because it's the fourth dimensional time traveling, um, other reality kind of geometry. And even in, if you've ever watched, um, what's it called? The Avengers. Um, Loki, actually, if you ever watch the show Loki, which is the brother of Thor, um, he has a show on Disney Plus, uh, a show about him. And in that, he steals the Tesseract, which is a device that allows you to travel through time. And by doing that, he actually puts out a red flag into the universe. And the time traveling police, basically, the time traveling authorities end up trying to disintegrate him and turn him into nothingness and you know capture him because he used the tesseract to jump time and it was a law of the universe that you're not able to do so even mainstream shows like loki on disney and information about pythagoras all connect to this cube and why because it's a fourth dimensional cube and it symbolizes space time 
but also can symbolize time travel. So if you can look, if you look at this right here, we have these two cubes. So the third dimension is this cube. The, the fourth dimension is the tesseract, which is the joining of the two cubes together. The tesseract is, it is bound by faces on eight sides instead of four. The faces are cubes of volume. We know that there are eight of them since the fourth dimensional axis must be capped on either end by faces, two cubical faces per axis. We cannot visualize all four of these capped dimensions. We can at best visualize three directions perpendicular to each other. We then somehow add the fourth. And if that doesn't make sense, we'll get a little deeper in a second here. And you can see here, here's an image of how these two cubes come together to create a fourth dimensional tesseract, also known as the hypercube. And this one right here is now a moving tesseract. This is the fourth dimensional geometry of a tesseract, also known as a hypercube. It's a cube within a cube. This right here, we are currently watching the engine of space-time, how space-time is operating. And we're looking at a fourth-dimensional object through third-dimensional eyes. Realize that. So I'm going to jump over here to this article that explains the Tesseract just a tad bit more. And let's check out the comments here. Deidre says, how do individuals know what, what's truly reality? Isn't source the all-knowing entity? Nothing more, nothing less. How do individuals know the true reality? Isn't source the only all-knowing entity? Nothing more, nothing less. Okay, that's, that's an interesting question. I'm not going to go too deep into my beliefs around this, but I will say that we're, and I'm going to do a broadcast on is the universe holographic and do we really exist? That's going to be a show in about a month from now on here. Uh, so if you're not a part of Portal Central, subscribe and we'll go ahead and be doing that. And we, I don't feel that while we have this limited perception of reality, okay, we have a certain bandwidth of frequency. We're attempting to understand how do we know what true reality is. Our reality is true for us because this is what we perceive. As we expand our consciousness, we're able to perceive more, more, more. We're able to perceive the reality that we're at and everything beneath it. Okay, But we also have the knowledge, the intellect, the awareness that higher dimensions exist and we're not able to perceive it. But our perception of reality is only based on our limitations. Now, the really um, the huge question is, if we're eight-dimensional beings, ninth-dimensional beings, and we see reality from a ninth-dimensional perspective, is that what our reality truly is? Or is there even a greater truth that we're not even aware of because we're not 10th dimensional beings, we're not 11th dimensional beings? And after we complete the 13th dimensional cycle of this reality that we're in, and we break free from the matrix that we created for ourselves, is there even a greater truth to that that we're then privy to? And is it better for the experiences that we signed up for when we came onto this reality that we don't know what the true reality is because if we did it would inhibit our ability to experience the reality that we're in now 
because we always know what else is going to be out there. It's almost like free will and and experience and randomness and chaos, all the things that we've created for ourselves in order to experience ourselves wouldn't exist if we know what the true reality is. <clears throat> if there was any truth, the truth, if there was some truth that I would say that I believe, it would be that we're not solid beings. You and I, we're not solid beings. We've proven that. We're vibrating frequencies, vibrating in and out of reality as far as for all always constantly vibrating in and out of reality we're in reality we're out of reality we're in reality we're out of reality we can see that now by observing the subatomic particles that we're created from right so that's one thing that we can we pierce through the veil that we see that we're light we're basically light operations going in and out of reality light operations right that's what a subatomic particle is vibrating frequencies yeah so if that's what we are what else have we created on earth that is a, an image of a person, a thing, an individual, an object that is fractalized light in and out of reality? What else? A hologram. A hologram is literally light fractals vibrating in and out of reality, giving you the perception of something that's there that isn't. Well, we've now proven that's what we are. So are we holographic? And does that take away from the organic nature of who we are? That's that's the question, the philosophical question that we'll bring up when we do is the universe holographic broadcast, because that's the whole thing. People think that if we say that we're holographic and we're we're not really here and we are here, are we? What really are we? And um, does it take away from um, the beauty of who we truly are? Something that we will discuss at another time. Okay, let's jump back here to the presentation. And for all of you tuning in now, you can see there's a ticker right there on the screen. I'm switching it right now to join us October 21st, which is today, for the Astral Travel Remote Viewing Conference, portal2ascension.org. Go to upcoming webinars and check it out, okay? And or sign up for our website and get 3,000 hours of free presentations plus the three-hour version of this presentation. So from a physics perspective, Einstein's theory of spatial relativity suggests a connection between space and time. There we go again, a connection between space and time. So the space-time continuum consists of three spatial dimensions, right? We spoke about that earlier, width, length, height, and one temporal dimension, temporal meaning time, for example, consider a blooming flower. The flower's position is not changing. It is not moving up. It is not moving upwards or sideways. Yet, we can still observe the transformation. It ages, it blossoms, it loses petals, it dies. We can still observe all of that. So we're not able to know or even we're um I guess perceive an actual like physical fourth dimensional existence, but we're able to see it through the transformation that occurs as we're existing and moving through time, which is the proof that an additional dimension exists. Equating time with the fourth dimension is one example, but the fourth dimension can also be positional like the first three. While it is possible to visualize space-time by examining snapshots of the flower with time as a constant, 
it is also useful to understand how space and time interrelate geometrically. How space and time interact geometrically. And here it is. This is how space and time interacts geometrically. So moving to the fifth dimension, that's the question. It makes sense to us, or makes sense to me at least, that the fourth dimension is skipped because we're moving, we're in the fourth dimension now and we're moving to the fifth. If the fourth is a place of transition or dimension between dimensions, so to speak. If we are moving to the fifth dimension, we could be moving to two dimensions of time. Okay, we were in, we were in one dimension of time temporal dimension. And now we're moving to two dimensions of time and three dimensions of the of space, which is length, width, and height. So what happens when we have no longer one dimension of time, but two dimensions of time? Time as we know it becomes more fluid. Time travel, astral travel, uh, visiting other realities, shifting the way we believe about age, the dying process, grieving, all of these things could change as we incorporate another dimension of time. The integration point is the third point of the triangle, and that's what you see in the back there. So the, it, the fifth dimensional geometry I'm going to show you in the next slide, but to simplify it, it's almost like a triangle. Now you have the two points at the bottom, right? The two points are the two dimensions of time. They meet at the top, <clears throat> creating an integration point which I feel is the ultimate purpose for us existing in the uh, fifth dimension, is how can we live in integration? How can we live in balance? How can we live in oneness while we still exist in duality? That is the lesson that we're receiving. That is how we're going to transcend and go into the wormhole into this new reality and transcend the fourth dimension. The way we transcend the fourth dimension is we learn how to exist in oneness and in unity while still ex existing within duality and we're at the end of the third dimensional fourth dimensional experience in which we are basically meeting the big boss now the boss at the end of the game and we need to go to war with our internal demons right and as we do that we go through a portal like mario goes through the portal and we which is the wormhole and then we emerge into another dimensional experience called the fifth dimension this is the key component to realizing our relationship with otherworldly beings. Since if they exist in this dimension, the fifth dimension, or higher, they do not exist within linear time, which is the one-dimensional uh, one uh, dimensional time. Therefore, they are simultaneously existing with us in another dimension. However, we cannot perceive them until we shift our consciousness and go into that reality by transcending the fourth. And here is a fifth dimensional cube. This is the geometry of the fifth dimension. So moving from that fourth dimensional geometry, boom, boom, moving into this one. And as we close out here, I'm just going to speak a little bit about the fifth dimension um, and let you guys know that the fifth dimension isn't something that we just made up in spirituality. It's a reality and physicists have been researching 5D space in our current space-time continuum since 1921. It was attempted to develop a theory that unifies the four fundamental interactions in nature, strong and weak nuclear forces, 
and gravity and electromagnetism. So that was, that's what they were trying to do in 1921. They're thinking the 5D combines all of these seemingly independent forces. The dimension, they believed, would not be directly observable. Klein suggested that 5D would be rolled up into tiny compact loop. Under his reasoning, he envisioned light as a disturbance caused by rippling in the higher dimensions. That's very interesting. Light as a disturbance caused by rippling in the higher dimensions. This is mainstream physics. Just beyond human perception. While not detectable, it would indirectly imply a connection between seemingly unrelated forces. Wow, this is, seems like this guy was very metaphysical, right? They believe that 5D was the unifying, unification of forces that we see in reality that we seem as independent, all being connected, interconnected, and now we're able to perceive how that is the case. In his theory, he experienced, his theory experienced a revival in the 1970s due to the emergence of superstring theory and supergravity, the concept that reality is composed of vibrating strands of energy in 10 dimensions or more. M-theory suggests potentially observable extra dimension in addition to the 10, right? So this is, string theory is also coming close to, there's a minimum of 11 dimensions. And not to get into string theory and how it's like controlled opposition, if you will, hijacked limited awareness, um, there is a lot of parallels within metaphysics and string theory because they are ultimately getting to the same realizations and truth, uh, but more within um, an analytical way that doesn't incorporate the metaphysics, which is like the feminine energy, the creative flow of what this really means. It's like mathematical information without what exists within those dimensions and realities, if that makes any sense. So they also believe the fifth dimension in physics is difficult to directly observe through, and through the large hydrogen collider provides an opportunity to record indirect evidence of its existence. So in Geneva, they have something called CERN and the large hadron collider is there and they've been attempting to observe fifth dimensional space. They theorize that collisions of subatomic particles in turn produce new particles as a result of the collision, including what's called a graviton that escapes from the fourth dimension leaking off into five-dimensional bulk. We're going to get to that in a second. I want to break that down because that is huge. They just throw that in there, but that is like a huge affirmation for the spiritual community. Utilizing this, when using a magnet to lift a pin off a table, the magnet is able to overcome the gravitational pull of the entire Earth with ease. Okay, this is just super mind-blowing if you think about it. Let me read this slower. Physicists theorize that the collision of subatomic particles in turn, right? So they're, they're colliding subatomic particles, in turn produce new particles as a result of the collision. So when these particles collide, new particles get created, including something called a graviton. And this graviton is connected to gravity. And that escapes from the fourth dimension. So when they collided these particles together, the graviton escaped, it vanished from the fourth dimension, which is space-time, our reality, and they were like, where did it go? Well, this must have leaked off into the fifth dimension. That's what they believe, okay? What does that mean? They collided subatomic particles together. They created some sort of wormhole, some sort of portal that allowed a particle that came off this 
collision, which was a graviton, that left and went to the fifth dimension. So is this the beginning of us through subatomic particle collision leading to creating stargates and wormholes to higher dimensions? That's what that is right there. They created a portal for a particle to go into a higher dimension. Everything that we're going to be doing in the future in the atomic and above level, spaceships, human bodies, people, animals, portal gates, jumping, stargates, is now in the works on the subatomic world. That's one aspect. And then the other aspect is we have UFOs and UAPs and secret um, um, UFO crash retrieval programs that already have this technology. So this is the first aspect, which is us at the beginning phases of realizing that we can create portals into higher dimensions. Utilizing this, when using a magnet to lift a pin off a table, the magnet is able to overcome the gravitational pull of the entire Earth with ease. Okay. You know what that means right there? They've just created anti-gravity on a subatomic level. They created anti-gravity using subatomic collision and they were able to do it with something larger than an atom, which was a magnet. So the beginning phases of anti-gravity. Again, anti-gravity was mastered in April 1954 by the U.S. secret space program. So they already have that, right? Um, when this comes out, it's going to take us thousand years in the future. But I'm just letting you know that this is what's going on with the research that comes out from the mainstream and the fifth dimensional awareness. All right, so taking a pause here, I'm going to stop the screen share. That's it from the slideshow. Let's see if we have any comments here. And um, I'm going to close it out with showing you guys an image of the Yuga cycles and how that connects to this as well, how that connects to space-time. Let's see if I can pull it up. Okay. Yeah. So what do we got here? Uh-huh. Thank you, Rebecca. If you guys have any questions or comments, go ahead and let me know. All right. So now I want to show you guys. Here we go. Yuga cycles. Um, I think it's best. Yeah. Well, hmm. I think I should save this so I can show it to you proper. And just while I'm doing this, one more shout out to all people on the podcast here. And again, if you want to look deeper into this and see our videos, please do. Please do go ahead and um, come to our YouTube channel. And for everybody on YouTube, if you want to check into our podcast, then check it out. Portal to Ascension Radio. So here is an image of the Yuga cycles. And this this is, um, you know, I took a couple of years of Yuga cycle training and history during COVID. I um, became certified Yuga structure teacher. So I'm going to do a separate broadcast on each age, what it represents. Okay. But I want to show you where we've been at. Okay. These are the ages, the four ages, the golden ages, the Satya Yuga, the Treta Yuga, is the silver age the dwarpa yuga is the bronze age the kali yuga is the dark ages we've been in the dark ages about two thousand years and now we're come we're pretty much out of the dark ages in the kali yuga is the age of hierarchy and authority okay 
hierarchy and authority and delusion. That's where we've been. We're going into the Dwarpa Yuga. What happens in the Kali Yuga is you and I, we can only live up until 120 years. There's exceptions, but that's the age that we're allowed to. So if we didn't have chemicals, fluoride, um, pollution, and we're all eating well, we would all live to around 120 years old. That is what we're allowed to do with our human bodies now. Again, you can shift out of that because your belief systems goes a long way. And in each age, as we go into the next age, the age limit of humans doubles. Each age is twice as long as the age before. The Dwarpa Yuga is twice as long as the Kali Yuga. The Treta Yuga is twice as long as Dwarpa. And the Satya is the same thing. So now, as you can see, in 1700, we exited the Kali Yuga. And it took 200 years to transition fully into the Dwarpa Yuga. So the Dwarpa Yuga properly started in 1900. So as of 1900, we've been able to live up until twice 120 years, which is 240 years old. 240 years old is, is now the limitation. And again, you can transcend all types of things, is the limitation of the age limit of humans on Earth. As time progresses and we move through this age, we become more and more privy to this and we start implementing it. Life extending um, devices, technology is coming out very soon. Already exists for a lot of people on elite are using it. And then our belief systems, our inner work, our health, all these things, as we shift and realize how to live in harmony with ourselves and the planet, we will then all start living to around 240 years old. The reason I'm showing you this is because how does this connect to the fourth dimension? Well, the fourth dimension, as I said, is time or spatial dimension or astral dimension. And since that's the case, we've been within this construct of this one point of spatial dimensions that has allowed us, um, that has allowed us to only see time linearly and has limited our expression on this earth to a short period of time as we transcend right now to, to get into the last part of the title of this broadcast. How do we transcend the fourth dimension? I spoke about it a few times. As we transcend the fourth dimension, we transcend age and time as we know it. Okay? We transcend time. The mind calendar. Why do people believe the mind calendar was the end of the world? Because the prophecy of the mind calendar was the end of ages. The end of ages. Oh my God, everything's going to end. It's the end of all ages. No, it's the end of an age, the Kali Yuga. It's the end of aging as we know it. Because not only do we not die within 120 years, but we also stop mourning death. And by the end of the Dwarpa Yuga, if not at that point, but by the time when the Treta Yuga, we start celebrating death, even though people do that now, but... It's not a morning, it's a celebration. We're constantly connected. We know where they've gone. We we know who we are. We remember our other incarnations. We remember our connection to extraterrestrial lives, how we incarnated, how the incarnation process even works, right? These are all things that we're getting into. So ending it with a message of hope that we are transcending the fourth dimension, guys. It's inevitable. You don't need to try to do it. It's happening. All you, if you want to work on going gracefully, 
into this new reality and dimension, expanding your perception out of chaos and division and duality and trying to find the harmony and the bigger picture of why all of this division, wars, corruption, chaos happens on the planet. When we start seeing that all of this is the end of the age, why are we seeing so much craziness right now? Why are we seeing division like crazy right now? We're the most divided that we've almost ever been on the planet. Reason why I can say that was thousand plus years ago, you know, emperors would walk across entire continents with their armies to go and conquer another place. That's how unified and in love they were with their mission to control. There might have been a lot of more um, gore, um, blood, sword fighting, all this type of stuff. There might have been all that, but they were less divided than we are today. Because they would literally believe it so much that they were willing to go with a sword and kill someone hand-to-hand combat and walk with thousands of people across continents through mountain ranges in order to do that. Not only are we the most divided we've been, because duality is at its finest right now, but we're also the most individualized and separated from ourselves. The theme of the Dwarpa Yuga, one of the many themes, because I don't want to give away all the themes because that's going to be a separate show, is is the age of sovereignty. We're in the age of hierarchy and control and delusion. We're now moving into the age of sovereignty, right? So what happens when we move into the age of sovereignty is the individual gets resurrected, gets alivened. What happened after 1700? You know, we had even the U.S., not to get into the corruption there, but um, the, you know, supposedly it was supposed to be all religions welcome and the individual matters and no... um, kings and queens and all that stuff. Again, conspiracies connected to that aside. Um, And then we have individualization occurring more and more and democracy occurring more and more and all this happening. And as this is uh, occurring, the sovereignty of the individual backfires in the beginning. It backfires. Why? Well, we were so controlled for so long, we're on the other side of the spectrum now because that's how humans unfortunately like to live. We were so controlled, so like uh, we finally broke free from the shackles of captivity and the shackles of being divide, um, being um, controlled by the elite that our individualness matters. The individualness goes so far to the extreme that it backfires and our individuality ends up creating more craziness and chaos in the first couple of hundred years of the Dwarpa Yuga. And that's what we're seeing now, a lack of unity within that and... But that's okay, because in between every age, there is always a crumbling of the age before. So we are now, in essence, in training, in training for how do we maintain our individuality, but still be connected as a collective. Another, how do we transcend the fourth dimension, right? Say that again. How do we maintain our individuality? but still be connected to the collective. We'd never feel alone. We always feel one with it all. We transcend our reactions and our aggressions on people. How do we do that? And that is what we're learning now through the collapsing of all these systems, through the wars that are occurring on the planet, through the chaos, through the corruption, through big pharma, to corporations. All of this is being exposed so that we can learn how to transcend all of this information and start actually working together for the goodness of all humanity. 
And that is all for today, everybody. So thank you all so much. Let me just check the messages here. Thank you, Gary. I'm um, sorry, Gary. Thank you for sharing in the chat. Sending you lots of love, brother. All right. So thank you all for tuning in here. That was fun for me. Um, had a lot of fun doing that, actually. And now in an hour and 10 minutes, this is what we're going to be doing on Portal to Ascension. I'm going to go ahead and show you here. And again, because I like to keep everything, I like to keep everything um, evergreen. I'll let you know that this conference is available all the time forever. And also, so you can sign up now, later, and um, as they are for all of our events. So first of all, if you want to, I'll just show you my website real quick. If you want to sign up to the website, sign up and go ahead and get 3,000 hours of presentations. Boom, boom, boom. Portal2ascension.org. Name, email address, sign up you will get an email and you will receive hundreds of hours of free presentations and info. You will then click watch now when you get your email with your access info. And you will just simply, if this will go over to that page, maybe the internet's being a little not so friendly right now. If you click watch now, you'll be able to log in. And then the event that's coming up is this. You can go to upcoming events on Portal to Ascension. Here's a list of so many different events we have today. Astral travel, remote viewing, out-of-body experiences. Tomorrow with Vivian Chauvet, the Arcturian Stargate Workshop. Next week, Physics of Bliss with Dan Winter, Human Design. The Cosmic Dragons Conference is coming up on November 4th. That is going to, just speaking those words gives me chills, okay? That's how good it's going to be. But this one today is starting very soon. Astral travel, remote viewing, out-of-body experiences. Unleash your inner superpowers. Ignite your, limit, your limitless potential and tap into extraordinary abilities that have remained shrouded in secrecy until now. Join our exclusive online conference and immerse yourself in the world of astral travel, remote viewing, and OBEs. Gain superpower-like skills that will revolutionize your life opening doors to unparalleled success and personal transformation. So you can go to portaltoascension.org, upcoming events to sign up. Um, you get unlimited replay access as you do for all of our events. And we're going to be going over, you know, tools and te techniques of remote viewing. We're going to be talking about how to astral travel and also giving you, um, like Jason Quit, for example, he's going to be speaking about where he's astral traveled to and what he's seen. Deborah Katz right here was a part of a hired... Um, remote viewing company that was remote viewing for the FBI for years, right? Every country in the world, almost every country that can afford it, has their own remote viewing program. That's how predominant it is. Some of these remote viewing programs are publicly traded on the stock market under names and um, descriptions that don't say remote viewing, but they're actually actually out there like this is a full-on industry on remote viewing going on so we're going to be speaking about a lot of this and so much more joan of angels will be with me and also alan steinfeld will be co-hosting as well okay and with that everybody i would love to say that i appreciate every single one of you 
and love plan says i'm thinking about signing up i feel like i already do those things but i don't know that i'm doing them sign up ask questions and tune into it it's it's really good it's a really it's going to be a very interesting and eye-opening experience we're going to not only have information but we're also going to be practicing some of these tools and providing them as well namaste to you gary and thank you deidre and i will see you all tomorrow so tomorrow and again if you've seen this in the past a few days back i guess I'll be going live with UFO files reveal, revealed, declassified documents unveiled, okay? So tomorrow, spend an hour with me going through UFO documents here on YouTube and on the podcast and reading the lines and seeing what this actually means and stay tuned for a message that we received from the cosmos through declassified documents on the NSA's website that they provided us on their website in code without the translation. We're going to go into that as well. All right, y'all. Love you all so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day, and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Portal to Ascension Radio. Be sure to visit portaltoascension.org to access our extensive library of presentations and sign up for exclusive content and connect with us on Instagram at Portal to Ascension. Now is the time that we've been waiting for, and we exist to assist in laying the foundation for a new world that works for the upliftment for all of humanity. Until next time, continue the quest, push the boundaries of your understanding, and we will all ascend to greater heights.